is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin, minus being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. Who is this? He said, I just killed three people. I just killed three people. I said, I killed two and one of them, you wouldn't die. Oh, hello, Kent. Hi. Oh, hey. Hey, Op. How are you? Uh, be a lot better after this is recording is over. <whistles> I feel like I need that music when I say, oh, hello, Kent. Fancy meeting you here. And then Zoom you like yeah, it zooms in on my eyes, and there's like that light beam that covers the eyes, but the rest of my face is sort of dark. Zoom and in then, on my mouth, and there's like a little bit of cheese in the corner of my beard. Yeah, and you unhook a prostitute from your lap, and you're like, oh, well, well, well. You know? We meet again, guy. Again. <laughs> and the audio's off, so it seems like we're lip-syncing, dubbed. Um, hey, I have a question for you. I figured you did. I uh, figured I'd get right to the question rather than blather for a long time. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really conflicted on what's the brand of this show anymore. Is it the blather or is it the... We don't even know. Yeah. Uh, I actually read a uh, on Reddit, somebody said that um, 911 calls is 90% b- uh, blabber, 10% 911 calls. <laughs> and that's what she loved about it. So it was almost an insult and she turned around and made it a compliment. But what it actually woke me up this morning at like 6:45 the thought of like oh no what have we done because we bank on we bank on the fact that somebody gives us enough of a shot that they're okay with the ch- the chitter chatter yeah. whereas a lot of people especially in true crime podcast listenership they know they know right away if they like if they like banter or if they don't so if they don't but if they had given it a shot, they they would like our show. If they get listen to it and listen to the first four minutes and we've done nothing but talking and we're not funny enough or gripping, I, I think about the number, the attrition of listenership where it's like, oh, but yeah. I, I'm like, oh, it's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> As we're talk- uh, okay. Here's my question then. Okay. When I say the word menace, what comes mm. to mind for you? Dennis. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Or maybe uh, the, I, one of the Wayans brothers. Was he a menace? I, I think in that movie, Don't Be a Menace. Oh, is uh, that where, where there were the white chicks? No, that's not the movie. Mm. That's definitely not the movie. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in... It's, don't think, be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Longest title for a movie ever. That's a that's the whole title. That's the whole title. It's actually a really funny movie. It's the Wayans Brothers. Oh, yeah. he's in a new one, uh, a new like uh, comedy horror mockumentary. Which one? It's Marlon, like, Sean, Keenan Ivory, uh, Wayans, Wayans. Yeah, all those were Wayans. Uh, it's the the uh, bridge, a one. black one. No, uh, Halloween. Uh, curse of curse of bridge hollow <laughs> and uh the the uh the sister of the 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 boy <laughs> oh marlon wayans yeah he's in it 
Marlon Wayans. And one of the girls from Stranger Things is in it, too. Also got Kelly Rowland in it from Destiny's Child. Oh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of what we were talking about in the uncut. <laughs> also got Rob Riggle in it. I don't know who he is. He was, uh, you'd know him if you saw his face. He's in, like, everything. Okay. I'll look him up after because oh we oh I just fell into the bit the riff the bit the chitter chatter trap again. Yeah. Moving on. What's the point of the question? All right, moving on. The point of the question is this: I I wanted to give you a little bit of the etymology of menace. I thought it'd be pretty deep. Is this related to the call? Uh, no, probably not. No, what's it the is. etymology of menace? <laughs> it is. This is direct. after that. Let's let's talk about Jews. There's a direct correlation this time, I promise. So this is what's interesting about the word menace is the the, the beginning of the word men, right? Right. Um, okay. It 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 throughout society, throughout history in many many languages, words that started with men or even m o n or had m o n in them, those words meant to project. So the 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 word or portion of a word where M-O-N or M-E-N or even sometimes M-O-A-N or M-A-N, that portion of the word meant to project. And I thought that was kind of interesting because you think about us being males, you know, what are we always trying to do? Trying to monetize this. Yeah. (laughs) Which is ironic. (laughs) How? So menace... it can be found all over the place, but it, it finds its beginnings around the year 1300. Uh, the word in all of its original deviations means to project a threat. Hmm. Um, so this is interesting, too. I, I, once the moment I thought that, as soon as I thought of threats, I thought of all the 911 calls that we've listened to where, you know, uh, a person... We all we all know someone. Very often, it's a woman who who calls the police you know, after a man's threatened them, and we have all experienced hearing that or experiencing the police telling them that there isn't much they can do until they do something illegal, and that that can be really frustrating. Um, but here's here's what I thought was kind of interesting about all this is is a threat is actually illegal. Yeah. Yeah. When I hear the word threat, I think of the comment section on our Patreon. <laughs> and Asking about TCK. <laughs> Asking about other shows, giving us one stars because our other show isn't out. I also love, like, we have a very unique community. We have people that love the show so much they get mad that it doesn't come out and they threaten yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. We had a woman one time where she was completely acidic. And then when we kicked her out of all of our communities, because she was just not, not nice. She threatened. She said, you either let me back in so I can support you or I'm giving, I'm, I'm distributing my login information. So she everybody- tried to blackmail me. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, but- I do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Her threat was, let me back in so I can support you. Or I'm going to release all your content for free. And I was like, sorry, blank. You want me to do it for you? I'll release all the content for free. You should have told him, not even you have a free login. Yeah, I'm a tier 13 patron. 
Two years now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, every time you say that, I laugh. And inside, I think maybe I should change that. And then I feel like the narcissist in me comes out and says there's something cool about you paying. <laughs> it's kind of always there. Uh, oh, yeah. It's never really just comes out. It's always <laughs> present. <laughs> um, okay. So this is interesting. Threats are uh, illegal. Uh, so you can communicate a threat of harm uh, legally. It's recognized in any kind of form, written, verbal, electronically. Uh, you can even convey a threat, an illegal threat through a third person. Um, and in some instances, defendants have been uh, convicted of threats using nonverbal body language or gestures or actions uh, that that have been determined by prosecution to communicate a threat. Um, and then you've got intent, which is always a component of this, right? Criminal threats are made with the intent of placing someone in fear out of the threat. It doesn't matter if the defendant intends to carry out the threat necessarily for it to be illegal. Also, many states don't require proof that a victim actually experienced fear or terror. So they don't, they, they don't put the onus on the victim to prove that they were scared or frightened. Rather, it's the intent of the person making the threat to place another in fear that typically matters. So as long as the prosecution can prove that the threat was to invoke fear, then it becomes a credible legal thing. So, so then you post all that stuff up against, then why do the police always, you know, act like they do when somebody calls and says, Hey, I'm really worried. What is the point up? The act of threatening is illegal. And so one of the most important things that I could stress that somebody get, if they feel like they're getting threatened and they want the police to take action on it is there has to be evidence of the threat. That's where the rubber meets the road. So, right. Calling the police and just saying that someone threatened you is not necessarily evidence. A defendant could argue that it's hearsay or never happened or it was, it was a joke or um, uh, or even protected under First Amendment rights, you know, that, that, that uh, the defendant, you know, had his First Amendment rights. So evidence of a threat is really important. So one good thing about people who threaten others is they are very fond of doing it repeatedly. In most cases, lawyers yeah. and police recommend hitting record on your smartphone's voice recorder or another recording Until device. Somebody bounces their head off the pavement one good time, and then they kind of <laughs> tend to stop. But yeah. <laughs> they're trying, they're pressing record. They're like, "This is the only time it happened." Um, but so, so getting getting proof, getting evidence of the threat. Uh, is really important. Also, they recommend not goading the person into threatening you if they've done it before. Uh, this puts you in harm's way and can also be used by a, a defense team in saying, well, he was provoked. Um, but if you're looking at someone who's threatening you, good thing is it's likely they're going to do it again without provocation. So the recommendation is to stay calm and keep a cool head and maintain the upper hand by collecting evidence, uh, maybe even have uh, someone else who is not the target of the threat do the recording to increase the likelihood of a good capture without, you know, getting all nervous and forgetting to press the button or whatever. Um, 
So on that, I wanted to give everybody a nerdy tip because I don't know if you're like me, but like I've always thought, I I wish there was a way. And the iPhone's pretty good now about this, but uh, they make it pretty quick that you can get to your camera. On my phone, it's powered on, swipe down, push the camera button, and I'm in. And that's pretty good. But iPhones and Android phones have a special feature, and this is a nerdy tip that I wanted to tell everybody about. Did you know that on the back of your phone, there's actually, your phone is detecting, yours might not because yours is a free potato from the phone company. Yeah, this, I've had this maybe, for like four years. But maybe it might even have this feature still. iPhones in particular have a feature where on the back of the phone, it's waiting to hear a certain signal or it's waiting to listen. It's listening. So if I go like this, if I tap on the back of my phone, I can actually set up my phone to respond to taps on the back of the phone. It can be my finger or my fingernail. Not on the screen, not on the screen, but the very back of the phone. And and it's not on by default. Otherwise, we all be, you know, calling 911 uh, by default. But inside of your phone, there are settings where you can set, you can set up back tap. Okay. And so what you can do is you can you can turn on back tap and then you can assign it to something. So you could assign back tap to uh to open up your text messages and so you could start ripping out a text or to turn on your camera or your video or or your voice recorder. And so uh I I'm going to put I'm going to put links on how to do it uh from an Android phone and from an iPhone, I'll put links on how you can yeah. set that up if you feel yeah. like you want some kind of cloak and dagger way. Be of, a lot of people do that. You what? That they'll set up the back tap. Yeah. I was more thinking there's a lot of people who feel threatened, maybe, and and they're so you know they're like, this is just my life. I'm just this guy always threatens me, and they probably called the cops a couple times, and the cops can't do anything about it. Well, here's your ticket. If you want to record or get proof of that, you can enable back tap. Try to get some them on audio or video. So there you go. I'll post links to that in the description okay. of this episode. All right. So, so menace. <laughs> I'm getting there. I have to. I have to ease into this. There's knowledge to be had. <laughs> menace. Yeah. Menace. Yeah. So a menace is defined universally as a threat. The fucking definition of menace. Let's see here. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you something that you didn't know. That also you probably did know. Yeah. Do you know where the word menace isn't used almost at all? Like almost never. I'm setting you up because I have the answer, and there's no way you could have the answer. I know you've got the answer. No. I mean, it's countries that don't speak English. Well, even there, there's a there's there's a word or a derivation on menace. So, so I'm sorry, Kent, but that's not the right answer. The Where right, does the word okay. menace oh. not get used? Okay, uh, right, courtrooms. Thanks for teeing me up on this one, bro. Uh, yeah. It it's never used in people that name their babies menace. Yep, barely ever happens. Nobody, Nobody names, names their babies menace. Barely ever. Actually, though, in Zambia, it's it's it's. A common name, but even there, between the years of 1880 and 2020, less than five people per year have been named Menace or even any variation on that spelling throughout the entire world. So that's yeah. it's a pretty rare name. It's a super rare name. You say in Zambia, it's it's a common name. Uh huh. Well, yeah, as common with the as highest levels of poverty and inequality globally, population of 18 million people. Yeah. Hard-hitting stuff, Abba. It's hard-hitting yeah. stuff. Thank you. 
just in case yeah. you're there and you're like, your name's Menace, then you know. Now you know. Yeah. But I would wager that it oh, falls into that sake. category of names where someone thinks it sounds pretty. That's probably why. If there's people that name their kid Menace, mm-hmm. they think it sounds pretty, but they don't know its true meaning. Like, like I, if I didn't know any better, I'd think the name Chlorine would be lovely for a girl or Glycerin. Right. Glycerin. Glycerin. That sounds like a beautiful name. This is That's my daughter a beautiful Glycerin. Song by the band Bush. <laughs> It is a good song. I actually watched a video of him playing that in the rain one time. Very epic. Um, Man, it was beautiful. This, uh, this, this is one of my favorite examples of this, though. When the operator was in the hospital cranking out one of us six kids, uh, there was a lady in the stall next to her who had heard the doctors talking. And when they asked her what name she would like on the birth certificate, she said she thought the name Maconium sounded lovely. Okay. Maconium. Your mom said that? No, the lady next to my mom. Maconium? Yeah, this lady was laying in her bed, had already cranked out her kid. Sounds like something on the periodic table of elements. Close. It's uh, it's fecal matter that a baby ejects while wow. either in utero or shortly after being born. It's it's okay. that first turd. Uh, and actually, it can happen. And it's in, black. Yes. It's like it can tar. happen in the in the um. In the wall, the uter- well, whatever they're in that sack, um, and they can ingest it, and sometimes that's a problem because uh, you don't want your babies ingesting poop. But uh, so so weird names happen. But you'd have to be a biker with only like a diploma from kindergarten to miss the cues on what menace means. It it does not mean cute baby. Fun fact, though, I have one more fun fact. My dad is super smart and a land developer and a builder. He has a degree Ooh. from Harvard. Did you know right. that? Well, he does. But the only diploma... Does he really that, have a degree from Harvard? Your dad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But the only diploma that he hangs on his wall is a beautifully ornate diploma that he received when he graduated kindergarten in the 50s. That's the only one he puts on the wall. Like, does he do that ironically? Yeah. To be funny? I think it's just so punk rock of him, you know? Yeah. I think it's pretty sweet. Uh, anyway, can you guess the? Can you guess the name? <laughs> this is fun, huh? You you like you like this? This is fun. Mm. Can yeah. I guess the name of what? Can you guess the name of the miscreant from today's case? Menace. Yeah, yep, Menace Smith. God damn! It took us a long time to get there. I know, but it was worth the journey, huh, bro? Menace Smith. Yeah. All that. All oh, that. Now, fucking hold on. Yeah. All that. We've been recording now for 20, 21 minutes. Yep. 21 minutes to get to the name Menace Smith. Yeah. But think about the journey. We've learned the etymology. We learned about my dad. We the learned journey, about, that's the problem. We learned about a pregnant lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we did learn that if we learned didn't know. Where your dad went to college. Yeah, Chlorine is a pretty yeah. name if you don't know the, the background. Learned about the band Bush. We did, and that you can play an electric guitar in the rain. Who knew? But now we know. Worth it. So many. Yes, worth it. I'm just going to sum it up with that. Worth yeah. it. Menace Smith, age 41, from Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, I'm trying to, to give Ohio a, What? I used to live in Greensboro. Yeah, you were stationed there. My, well, my dad was. Your dad was? Yeah. And so you were there with your dad. I was a little baby. Also... 
uh, I think the last call that we did was from North Carolina as well. I, I'm I'm truly trying to give Ohio a break from too much criminal exposure on the show. Though I have to say, it adds a good bit of time to my research in trying to fish through my horde of 911 calls, trying to find one that isn't Ohio, yeah, Ohio or Florida. Yeah, I don't yeah. I I don't know if it's my hacking skills caught a database snag or or something. Uh, you know, where it unequ- unequally yoked Ohio in my pool of 911 call audio that I have, or if maybe Ohio is just better at crime and reporting it uh, than other places. But it's it's quite, I got to be honest, it's quite an exercise in finding one that isn't from Ohio. Florida's a no brainer. Like yeah. you should Menace be able to- Smith, 40 years old. Yeah, Menace Smith, 41 years old. Today, North Carolina, that's where we're going, early dawn hours of March 24th, 2014. Mm-hmm. And Menace woke up that day, made himself a cup of coffee, yay. And then he drove into work, but he wasn't there to play. The best part of And if you're the listener, I, did, I just want you to know that I don't know what's going on either. I'm right there with you. I was thinking about doing this whole episode as a musical, but I decided... Read the room, operator. <laughs> and just inserted that little glimpse of what could have been. <laughs> Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. <laughs> anyway, Menace went to work. And then he left work. And he made it very well known around his circle of friends and co-workers that he already had been to work and left started making the rounds calling people banging on doors of acquaintances etc and probably where does he work you're gonna find out brother you're gonna find out probably luckily nobody answered the door for this wackadoo it's really good that they didn't but that's where this (laughs) you can't tell people but can't just put on the pit vipers and that means things got serious this is patricia Did you just say your name's Patricia? When I'm wearing the vipers. Okay. <laughs> you got a low voice, Patricia. <laughs> Get to the call. <laughs> okay. That's where this story starts. So let's jump in to the first of several 911 calls that map out our menace to society on this bright morning in 2014. Shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. This first one is a coworker of Menace Smith's who calls in. And here we go. What the Hold heck? on a minute. What happened? Where, where does he work? He works at the United States Postal Service. Okay. One, what's the address of your emergency? Uh, yes, ma'am. I had called this morning. I'm, I'm off in my vehicle right now. Uh, my address is 370 Trace. And I had I had call, I had called about someone at my home this morning and come to find out I'm looking at the news uh, there was a homicide I'm thinking I, I'm pretty sure it got to be uh, the guy that did the murder and I you sent an officer over um, I guess it was about seven o'clock this morning okay, and the reason why I'm calling back my neighbor just called I'm away from home and the guy is, is he thinks he's over there. And and someone said that he said he's going to kill himself. So I mean, I don't I don't know. So you, you might want to better get somebody in that area. Okay. So your neighbor is calling saying that there's somebody over at your house now. 
No, no. My neighbors just called me and said the guy just rung his doorbell because he he know the guy too. We all work together. We all work at the we all work at the postal service. And he said someone was ringing his doorbell. He peeked out the window and he think it was him. What's your neighbor's number then? I I need to talk to somebody who's at home that can give me some information. So. Okay, uh, hold on. Let me let me look it up. Let me look up his cell phone just a second. How long ago did he come to the door? Okay, his cell phone is God six. What's his name? And he just called me like three minutes ago. So I said, let me call you guys and let you know. And that that was when the subject was supposedly there. Yeah. Well, it might have been five minutes, ten, five to ten minutes ago when he was there. And he said it was in a, a white, the white Mercedes that I said I saw this morning when I talked to the officer. I couldn't ID the guy because I was, you know, I, didn't, I was thinking it was a burglary or something. So I didn't, I didn't even open my door. All right, what's your name? Oh, my name is. I originally made a call this morning at 7 a.m. If the subject's still there and if he can give me some information, okay. Okay, that's fine. All right, bye-bye. Okay, so that's the first call. So to give you a little bit of backstory on what's happened so far is this guy works, he's a co-worker of Menace Smith at the United States Postal Service there in Greensboro, North Carolina. And earlier, around 7 a.m., somebody was pounding and pounding and pounding on his door. And I have that 911 call too, but it's kind of short and it's, you know, he mentions it in this one, so I didn't play it. Uh, but he didn't answer the door because he thought it was a burglar or somebody. And so when when Menace left the doorway, uh, he, you know, he peeks through the blinds and everything and he, he sees somebody walking away and he sees a white Mercedes. So he calls 911 and, and then he's following up now because he's heading into work. Later, uh, he's going into work at a later time, uh, and he had just been on the phone with his his neighbor, who also was a receiver of Menace Smith's accosting the front door. And I'm just going to tell you, at this point, it's already making the news. And so, uh, I think it, one, I think it's interesting that when this guy called, neither him. What's already making the news? What's going on? <clears throat> okay. What's going on with the menace has already hit the news. And uh, so he doesn't mention it on the call. I think probably because he, he doesn't really have any reason to get involved. He said like, something about murders. Yeah, yeah. And so it's already going down, and his neighbor knows about it. And also the dispatcher didn't mention anything to it either. It's interesting when I, like, I don't know that I could be a dispatcher because I'd over-inform the caller. Like, like if there was a beheading downtown and somebody called and said, hey, I... I just found a bloody knife. I'd be like, yeah, it's probably part of a beheading that's happening right around there. Like I would over-inform everybody, yeah. you know. Yeah, and that's a lot getting of dis- fired. <laughs> yeah. Dispatchers have and to have that release test. pertinent information to ongoing investigations to civilians. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to have that job very long. Right back to podcasting. I would do. Yeah, I'd, I'd lose my job right away. I'd always, you know, imply guilt. <laughs> that kind of thing. He's the guilty one. He did it. He did it. Do you know so and so? We think he did it. <laughs> How well do you know them? And then I'd like try to get them to you know be. Yeah, you try thing. to take the role of investigator and everything. Yeah. You're you're exactly. a dispatcher. Yeah, you corroborated. With Where them, were you dude? Tuesday? <laughs> That'd a be nine me. year old. My dad's having a heart attack. But when they pushed back and be like, "Look, this is just my second job. My first job is a podcaster. I really need this. Just give me something." You know, it'll work out anyway. Uh, so 
So Menace, call, Menace tried to accost this guy's door. He doesn't answer. Neighbor, same thing, doesn't answer. But they both recognize him. And so that leads to this next call that a woman places about Menace. Are you ready for me to hit play on this one? I'm so fucking, I'm so ready. <laughs> My body is, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I'm not holding on. I don't know what I'm holding on hold for. On. Okay, push it in. Okay. Push it in. All right, here we go. I'm trying to relax. I know Push you are. Here, here we go. I'm trying to relax. Push it all the way in. Uh. Um, I don't have an address, but I need to speak to an officer or somebody real quick. Okay. Do you, if you need them to respond to an address, I need the address or cross street. Ma'am, I don't know the address. I just know a man named Minnie Smith, and I can give you his phone number. He just called me, and he said he just killed three people. He said he killed two, and he, he tried to kill another one, but he don't think they died. And he is a mental wreck. Okay. He yeah. wanted to come over to my house, and I would not tell him to go straight to the hospital. Go straight to the hospital or the police department. or. And he, I, he said he's on his way to the hospital. Okay. What is the phone number that you're calling from? My, um, this is my home number, but I'm about to leave out and go to work. My home number is... The one season, obviously you have to um, stay there. Are you not going to stay there? Okay. No. And I've got to leave out years, and I don't know how he got my number, but out the blue, he just called me and said he needs somebody to talk to. He said he killed people in all of them. He said, work at the post office, and so does he. Okay, what's um, I believe him. I believe him because he was a mental wreck. I mean, he's crying and yeah. all this Ma'am, stuff. Ma'am, tell me, what is his name? Menace Montreal Smith. Min- so his first name for me? M-E-N-I-C-E. Montreal Smith? Yes, ma'am. Do you know what he works at? I don't, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm giving him the physical number. And then I tried to switch it up and tell Okay. Uh, I don't know where he works. I don't know if it's Greensboro or High Point. Um, but I can tell you he lives off of where uh, Highcomb Road. You take that left and it turns into Summit Avenue. He lives in one of those housing developments on the right. He said he's going to the hospital, and he's had mental issues before. I just hope that he is headed to the hospital. Okay, ma'am, one moment, okay? Okay. Do you know where he's at right now? He, he told me that he just did, and he was um, coming down Church Street. And, and I said, well, keep straight on to the hospital. I pray he's the hospital. I don't know where it happened. I couldn't hear much because he's crying through this whole thing. And I can tell you one of them is his girlfriend or his fiance. You said one, one of them that he, the one that he shot. And then he hit some people with a crowbar, he said. I couldn't get much sense out of it, and I was... I was trying to figure out if it was real or I didn't, but he it's real. It's real. I believe him. Okay. Um, I don't know where he said he's headed to the hospital, and I'm, I don't know what to do. I mean, i got to get to work. I've got to get to work, but um, I'm afraid he might. I don't know. You can Google people's name and get their address. I need you to slow down for me. Do you have an alternate number for when you leave your home? Yes, yes. Two, five. You said in minutes, Montreal Smith? Yes, ma'am. Okay, one moment.
And he said he just killed two people and tried to, and the third one, what happened with the third one? And he said the third one, she wouldn't die. He said she kept crawling. He said, I don't know why I did. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I'm, I'm, he just kept saying I'm a mess. He said he hit her with a crowbar. She works at the post office. I think she worked at the post office, too. I think his girlfriend worked at the – two of them worked at the post office. And he um, he said that the blood was coming out of one of their mouths, and he was just hollering and crying. And he said he didn't know what to do. One moment. Okay. Maybe somebody needs to go to the hospital. The police maybe need to meet him up at the hospital because if he's so he's so irrational, he might do something crazy up there. Okay. Ma'am, do you know where he's at exactly? I don't. I don't know where he is. Yeah. I just know he said he's coming down. This is. Can I give you the conversation so you can maybe you can figure it out? Well, he lives. I said, who is this? He said, he's, I just killed three people. I just killed three people. I, he said, I killed two and one of them. She wouldn't die. And I said, man, are you kidding with me? He said, no, I'm not. He said, I've tried to call. He started naming all these people um, that he's been calling. What phone number did he call you from, ma'am? Hold on one second. I can tell you on my call right Because we've actually got a pretty nasty assault at a post office right now. We're working. That's what, that's what he is. Oh, gosh. Okay. I tried to lie to him and then come over here. Okay. So I hope that he didn't. Um, he promised me he was going to the hospital. Okay, call me at number off of this phone, off of this phone I'm talking on now. Okay. Well, Wait, never knew he had any type of, oh, gosh, this is, uh, and I feel so bad. I'm, uh, Ma'am, I understand that. I honestly do, but if at all possible, it is vastly important if I can somehow get you to stay where you are and let me have the police come talk to you because this is sounding like our suspect from a very bad, serious injury assault on Yanceville Street that we're working right now. That's exactly, yes, he did mention yes. Okay. Oh, God, well, do you think he's coming over here? Ma'am, I, I can't say. You've you got more insight on this than I do. No, I can have officers come to your house and meet you, okay? Okay, wait a minute. The number I have on my cell phone is not the number he called me from. I don't know. Wait a minute. Please call my cell phone. Oh, God, I saw okay. him setting my leg. Okay, call me. Call me. And I don't know why he called me. Ma'am, let, let me get the phone number we can call you at. Oh, he told me he was going to kill himself. He didn't tell me that, and I told him. Okay. Do you know what, do you know what kind of car he drives or anything it's like that? Him. I don't want to answer because he might be at my name. Is he calling you right now? I think so. Okay. So, okay, wait a minute. i got to wait for it to deep up again. Oh, gosh. Jesus Christ. Please send the police to my house. Yes, ma'am. We're getting them started to your house. Just bear with me, okay? And he begged me. He begged me not to call the police. I said, man, it's, I'm, I'm not, but you go to the hospital, and somebody can take care of you, and I'll meet you up there. But, you know, I was going to call. I had to call the police. Okay. Is he still trying to call you? No. Did you write down that number I said? Well, you only gave me the 254, dear. Can you see it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Okay. Okay, I'm going to call you right back, okay? Okay, all right. Okay. I got a couple things. Yeah, what? What you got? <clears throat> One. Oh, what did you just eat there? What are you eating there? What is that? Oh, something. You just that... used it for the listener. I just witnessed him take a dropper, like an eyedropper, <laughs> and squirt it into his mouth. Somebody gave me this at the convention. What is it? 
CBD oil. Okay. That checks out. But, but it's, not, um, it's not dangerous. It doesn't even have THC in it. So zero, I was thinking less than zero point if it had THC in it, that THC in it, that would explain why we spent 30 minutes <laughs> in the beginning uh, going over the entomology of the word menace when the word menace op is spelled E-M-E-N-A-C-E. Yeah. And this man's name is spelled M-E-N-I-C-E. Yes. So, uh, so I, I so I want you to explain yourself a little bit. All right, and maybe even apologize. My mouth's really oily right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect when I when I took that CBD oil. I'm trying to see whether or not CBD actually is works for me or but, not. Yeah, but menace. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, spelled different. Spelled different. Don't, don't. So we'll just we'll table that for now. Um, yeah. Second, this woman sounds like an Eddie Murphy character from The Nutty Professor. <laughs> I th- I was just hoping she would say Hercules, 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 Hercules. <laughs> Definitely sounds like Eddie Murphy doing a character at the at the clumps dinner table. <laughs> she sounds so lovable. Like I want to go. Does. I, you know, I help you, her. Yeah, you know, this lady is the one at the. At the post office, that she knows you by your first name. She calls you Hun. Yeah. Uh, you know, and when you compliment her, she like licks her finger and then like does that thing to the front of her front of her hair, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because her nails are super long, super like long, yeah, crazy every- long. <laughs> she, she has to type. dial these numbers with her knuckles. Yeah, it's like tacka 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 tacka. And uh, and third, mm. the uh, the mail dispatcher on this is kind of an asshole because this. Um, very sweet sounding woman was like, do you think he's coming over here? And the guy's like, ah, maybe I kind of <laughs> feel, and I, I can't confirm it or not, but I think the dispatcher connected the call with, uh, the detective. And I think that's why we're getting, we're cause it, yeah, we're but getting- so try to con- try to like calm her a little bit when she asked if the murderer, the crowbar murderer yeah. is coming to kill her. Don't <laughs> respond with. We really don't know. He might be. Well, I think he was. He was imbued with the sword. I felt like I felt a little bit of Paul Blart mall, mall cop come out when he said that. Like, you know, I'm I'm just doing my job, ma'am. I'm, I'm just trying. You to, know more than we do. You when know he the, kill you. you know, yeah. <laughs> what Sounds do you know? Like you're not telling do. us. <laughs> so, uh, oh my goodness, though. But you could just like correct me if I'm wrong. But when I heard that all that part go down. Instantly, I knew the walls in her place just became transparent, and they started shrinking around her. And you just know she felt like absolutely vulnerable right in that moment. Oh, leave! I felt so bad for her. I think, well, I think of that song that run, run, The thing was, she was trying. And they're like, no, ma'am, we need you to stay put. Stay on the phone. We'd appreciate it if you would stay right where you're at, where he knows where you're at. Exactly. Um, and if you stay on this landline, <laughs> you can't move around freely and get out of the way of the crowbar. Yeah. All right. Well, if you think that's enough, it's not, because uh, this call continues more with this lady. Uh, it was actually two calls, uh, but she's a little more... Um, 
anxious in this one. So here's the, That's the word. Yeah. And the, the etymology of anxious. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Here's the call. Ready? Here we go. number for him. I want you to call cell company and get him to ping it. Okay, okay. The number that he called from is... Okay. And then, because now I got to be... Um, I don't know what the number was I got to be from, but it was not this number. <sighs> okay, can I give you my address so you can... Yes. Okay, yes. yeah, we're going yes. we're gonna to get officers over there to you, Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh! This is this is crazy. Have you seen him or anyone around your vehicle? No, I got a garage, and I got I turned off all the lights in the front of the house. Um, he doesn't. He's never been to my house before. He knows we live kind of. He lives. He lives over. Like when High Cone Road, you can take a left onto Summit Avenue. He lives in a neighborhood right down through there. One thing he kept crying about is he was supposed to take his daughter to school tomorrow. Now, um, I only remember a daughter that he had that when my son was young, and his daughter was older than mine. And myself, I'm not mistaken, his daughter should be in college. So maybe he's had another child that I don't know about, but he's confused. Because he's crying, saying, I got to take my daughter to school tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to do. He has a gun. He shot somebody. Oh, yes, yes, you're going to have to. You need to find out who his girlfriend is at the, at the post office because he shot her in the head. He shot her in the head in the bed. You no, know, I don't know why I did this stuff. And he, and he said he said killed he two her. people? Yes, sir. And he tried to kill another one, but he said she kept crawling. He hit her with a crowbar. Okay. Did he say who the, and, who the second one was? He didn't say any names. He's just saying all of the, and I don't know, all of them were women. I know the girl, his white girlfriend was him. The girl that kept crawling was a woman. But the one he killed with the crowbar, I don't know. Um, and I think I wasted some of the time, like, thinking, because Menace is always going to be not funny. So I don't know if he, and he, and he, it's like his mind has went to the back, because he's naming all these people we went to school with, and he said, you're the only person I've been able to reach this morning. Okay. Um, are the police on the way over here? I'm gonna get. You gotta let me know when it's the police at the door. Okay. I don't want to open it. Hang on. Them. Hang on just a second, ma'am. I'm checking to see if they're there. Okay. We've been. I've told them about what's going on. We're telling them everything you're telling me. Okay. And they're driving to you. I, and I have never been scared of this. I've never been scared of this. I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, I'm gonna stay on the phone with you till I have an officer there with you. Okay, hon. I've got one that's coming up. Church Street, as quick as he can get to you. He's just past Cone Boulevard, okay? Okay. He's okay. making his way to you just as quickly as he can, okay? How long ago did he call you and tell you where he was? I probably talked to him on the phone 10 minutes, and then as soon as I hung up, I out, and I went, well, actually, I hung it up because I realized if I started talking, he was going to hear it because he was on the phone with me. And so I waited, and I... So how long? How long right now, from the time you talked to him to now, are we are we talking? Oh, I can look at my phone and see what time it was he called me. He called at uh, five fifty four a.m. Tell him he was almost at Moses Cone Hospital. I told him I said, "Man, there's something wrong with you. You got to go to the hospital." 
One of the reasons that I put part two of that phone call on there was because every time I was like, okay, I should pare this down. I thought, I thought, no, you know what? That's exactly what I would want if I felt ultra vulnerable that a guy that had already killed people might be showing up to my house. I would need someone. I would need to feel like there was somebody that was even had a semblance of control over this situation on the other end of the phone. You know, like the last thing I'd want to do is hang up and then sit there in a quiet house where I can only hear my cuckoo clock ticking. Yeah. So you got to turn on the TV. (laughs) Put on the office. I didn't even think of that. Michael Scott always makes me giggle. Even if I think there's a crowbar wielding maniac on his way. It breaks the silence. So what you're recommending is that I could have made this show more efficient by not playing that seven-minute call and improving my likelihood of feeling secure in my home by giving me something else to do after I hung up. Well, you know, take from it what you will. This is why they pay you the big bust. Who? Um... (laughs) The minute, the, the 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 powers that be. I'm a tier 13 patron, <laughs> and we appreciate it. Thank you for your support. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. Uh, does he ever come to her house? No, 
No, but uh, she she spends a lot of time worrying about it. At one point, she does hang up. They're not quite there yet. So she actually she does what you th- you recommend, which is always a big distraction. Like when you have something really intense on your mind, like this podcast episode, for example, when it's just flooding your ears. But maybe the maybe the thing you need is a distraction, like you like you said, turn on the TV and. Listen to an ad. Oh. (laughs) Here's an ad because we got to pay the bills. (laughs) Oh, we're back. Oh, boy. Can you guess who? I don't even know why I asked these questions. I know exactly who's coming up next, but can you guess who's coming up next? (laughs) What? I literally wrote that. (laughs) What do you even mean? Who is... Like on the nine one one call, like, yeah, the next nine one one call. I'm guessing it's Menace Smith. Nope. <laughs> I Is it you the clump? <laughs> it's the victim. You ready? ready the victim from the post office. Yep. So we're so you Quentin Tarantinoed this. I did. So now for the listener, we're going back in time before the last calls that we were listening to were even placed. Because yes. we're listening to them, for whatever reason, chronologically out of order. Not the way that I would have arranged this podcast. I would have played this first and then the call so that it's not confusing. Yeah, go ahead, hit play. I, I did it I did it cinematically because statistically, people, once they've reached the climax of a podcast, they've listened to basically what is the meat of the podcast, a lot of people turn it off. So in this case, I've drawn out the suspense into the, I don't know, close to an hour now. And we just played an ad, so ad revenue, and here we go with the meaty, juicy bit of the episode. Hold on a minute. What? No. You, you said you did this how? Say the word that you said. Cinematically. Yeah. Cinematic, since we're big on uh, words today. Yeah. You know what the definition of cinematic is? What? Relating to motion pictures or having qualities or characteristics of motion pictures. Yeah. Pictures, motion pictures, pictures, visual stimulation. Yeah. Well, this is a podcast. Tell me if when you listen to a podcast, when that 911 calls starts, if your face doesn't go blank because your vi- your your audible senses are now driving. My face goes blank, but it's not for that reason. <laughs> it's like when someone's reading a book to you. Your face goes blank because you're building a visual story in your brain. That's what I'm doing here. Okay. I'm like Bob the Builder of the podcast world. Let's build Bob this. Bob the fucking bum. Here's the, here's the victim. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Please help me. Please help me. What's the address? 1585. Do you, need an
Oh, God. Were there any weapons involved or mentioned? Yes. Yeah. What did he have? He had a crowbar. He beat me in the head with a crowbar. God help me. Please kill me. I'm dead. Ma'am, hurry. Okay, is there any serious bleeding? Ma'am, I'm bleeding to death. My head's bursting over. Please, I'm bleeding to death. Ma'am, oh, please, hurry. I'm dying. My head's bursting wide open. I couldn't believe how composed this lady was because just prior to this, Menace Smith had killed another woman with that same crowbar. He had beat them both so badly that the first woman died from it. And this lady not only absorbed the beating, broken hands, broken arms, couldn't get up because she couldn't... Kind of know how they feel. You... <laughs> She couldn't stand up because she couldn't stabilize herself in the pool of blood that she was sit, sit laying in. I'm just going to disregard that comment. Sometimes I feel like I'm bleeding out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just use this filter. It's like whatever Kent says is constructive. Then I write it all down, and then later I just kind of you know throw it away. So did she survive? She did. This was yeah. Kay Huffines, and she survived this. The pictures of her injuries are just, it's a crowbar, need I say more? I mean, this man used full force, and he was intending to kill her, uh, which he had already done to another person prior to this 911 call. You say her name was Kay Huffines? Huffines, H-U-F-F-I-N-E-S, age 53. 
So police have said that, and they still maintain that they may never know what sparked Menace Smith's spree on this Monday in 2014, but the calls detail his attempts to reach out to acquaintances and his admissions of his actions. Menace, who is 41, drove to the homes of several people he knew through his work as a contractor for the U.S. Postal Service in Greensboro and called at least one former classmate and another female acquaintance, according to the recordings released on this case. Investigators say he is responsible for the deaths of Jamie Lynn Good, age 36, at her home, who had a long-term relationship with Menace Smith, and Michaela Dion Brewington, age 46, at her home, and for critically injuring Deborah K. Huffines, age 53, with a crowbar, who called 911 and identified Smith as her attacker, attacker as she laid on the floor, bleeding to death. Um, she ended up requiring several surgeries to repair the damage to her arms, hands, and head due to the blunt force trauma from all of the impacts of the crowbar that Menace used to try and kill her. Um, later... Police spotted Menace driving the white Mercedes that had been described shortly before noon on that Monday, and they gave chase. Menace shot himself after his vehicle struck a tree on Elm Street. Ugh. And the preliminary autopsy results Every town released. has Elm Street. I know, and there always seems to be death around it. Uh, preliminary autopsy results confirmed that Menace Smith and Jamie Lynn Good both died from gunshot wounds, obviously different locations. Uh, Greensboro Police Captain Mike Ritchie declined to say where or how many times Jamie Lynn Good was shot. Michaela Dion Brewington died from the blunt force trauma of the multiple blows from the crowbar that he had inflicted in her home, and then he drove to the post office and assaulted Kay Huffines. Uh, both of the, the first women were found dead in their homes. Uh, Jamie Lynn Good's two children, whom neighbors identified as both sons, were asleep in their beds in the family home when the police arrived to find their mother, who was shot to death in her first floor bedroom. Uh, they made sure that Good's children did not see their mother's body as they left the house and they uh, were put into the care of family members. Uh, Good's body was discovered after the attack on Kay Huffines at the post office, and there was sort of this mass APB that was put out where the police tried to reach out to all employees and, and even associated postal services, postal post offices around the area, saying, hey, you should be on high alert. This guy has done this. He's gone to homes and he's killed people that work for the post office. He's gone to the post office and done this. We don't know to the extent of which he's going to go postal, so you should be ready. Um, let's see. What else? What else I got? Oh, So even as the police were discovering the bodies and the damage that he had done to Kay and the assault, they were actually actively protecting and questioning a fourth woman, Charlene Brown, who was his former girlfriend. Brown filed a restraining order against him in 2007, and in it she uh, said he threatened her and threatened suicide. Um, a good point there. Evidence of his threats allowed her to gain that restraining order. 
Uh, Kay Huffines recovered, but naturally she retained both physical and emotional scarring from the incident. And due to it being a murder and a suicide, little information on the reasons for Menace Smith doing this uh, are actually known. We don't really know. You ever been inside a post office? Yeah, good point. Good point. Never mind. I guess we do know. You ever tried to ship a package? (laughs) The most aggravating thing I think about the post office is uh, they'll leave like a 24-hour open door where you can go in. um, And there's like one little slot for a letter. And on the other side of the metal gate that they close are the bins where if I have a package to deliver... I could do it, but they put it on the other side. It's so aggravating. I just, you know what? I'm not even going to get into it. I think that Menace has done enough for our... I think this guy was mentally ill. I'd agree. He had a history of violence uh, that dated back to uh, 02. Um, and, uh, you know, with the restraining order, suicidal tendencies uh, he didn't seem like he was all that stable and he kind of pulled uh uh the guy you know the guy that shot the old man on thanksgiving yeah he kind of pulled the same trick and he just called a bunch of people and like sort of tried to do this like deathbed confession thing or bragging i don't know what he was doing but he sure made the rounds and it was kind of off-putting i mean i don't really yeah he really he really went postal He did. He did. So, anyway, uh, yeah, can't say anybody's in jail or prison because he's dead. He killed himself. And I don't always like, I don't like that kind of closure, but at least he closed it. uh, And we just don't know why. I have a happy ending. You want me to play? (laughs) (laughs) My head is hurting so bad. I'm I'm sorry. We're going to get through this. Hey, Kent. What? Have you ever thought about how many horror movies would basically never have happened, or at least the credits would roll really quick, if the people in the movie would have just thrown away the th- the threat early on? Like, throw away the painting in Ghostbusters and you yeah. don't have to deal like with at it. at least 11. Yeah, or maybe don't play the VHS tape in the ring. It can't yeah. load itself. You're the one doing that. Or report that barrel that fell off the military truck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or who gives their 11-year-old daughter a Pazuzu amulet and statue, which they know has the power to possess humans? Maybe don't do that. Maybe melt it down and make something kids these days could use a lot more, like a chastity belt or or a dating cone. Yeah. There's a reason that nine-bedroom, five-bath house with 12 acres is (laughs) $65,000. Yeah. Pazuzu hangs out there. Anyway, sometimes the story that I have to share or some of these stories like these movies, they could be really short because the answer is simple. Like on this call, you ready for me to hit play? I guess. All right. Here we go. Thanks for being excited. <laughs> Hello, is this the police? Yeah. Uh, it's an emergency. Not really a bad emergency, but let me talk to a policeman. It's going to be one pretty soon. What's the problem? Can I talk to you? Yes, what's the problem? Okay. I'm sorry, I'm all excited. My wife is invalid. She goes back and forth through the house here, roaring, ranting and raving, and she's threatening me with one of those CD things. What do I do? 
What's the CD thing? I don't know. One of those squirter things you do when somebody attacks you. That's not for attack purposes, is it? You know what I mean. You mean mace? Whatever it is, in the little tube. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that for defense? Sure. Okay. Now, she has a permit to carry it. What do I do to get rid of it? Throw it away. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. That's not what that's for, is it? Not one of them attack CDs. I don't even understand. What was he saying? CD? I don't know what just happened. I have no idea what he was saying. A CD. But then she says Mace and he's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I have no clue what's going on. And then her solution was so simple. I just throw it away. Okay. <laughs> Not an emergency yet, but there's going to be one here soon. <laughs> Did he call his wife an invalid? I don't remember. We could play it again if you want. <laughs> let's just... I like thinking that he did. Yeah, let's think he did. Oh, man. Well, lots of, lots of things going on here. Uh, it, uh, this next... We're coming up uh, almost just a month from now. Kent and the Opera Famous drops into Denver. <laughs> hope, oh, you're ex- hope you're excited for I that. I understand. If you're wondering why, I don't know either. I don't either, we but put on a brave face. We both got to put our plane. We both both got to get on planes and go to Denver. And the gist of the whole thing is, we're going to go to Denver and just see if we're famous. We're going to walk around until we get noticed. Oh, I hope somebody recognizes us. Otherwise, I hope they a don't. Lot of money. <laughs> you hope they don't. I'm just going to go to Denver and eat a soft pretzel. <laughs> Come back to Kentucky. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Here's a polling question for you. If uh, if if we were to go to Denver, uh, my my sister has offered to let us stay at her house. Yeah. A, what do you th- are you cool with that, or do you yeah. do you want to stay in a hotel? No, nope. you want to stay at your sister's house. You okay. can stay in a hotel. <laughs> I think there's enough room for both of us. But she was very excited about the prospect of you coming, so that's fun. And B. Uh, what if the momperator, what if I couldn't keep the momperator from coming? I would love for her to come. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> anyway, the Kent and the Opera Famous, mid-October, uh, going to be in Denver. The way that we're going to do it is we're going to drop into Denver, and we're going to wander around to see if we're famous during the day. And then we're going to let everybody know... When we're in Denver, we're going to let everybody know where we are, and, and uh, we're hoping to do a meetup that the night of us being there. Because these are just there and back trips that we're going to be doing. We're videoing it. I don't even know why it's a boondoggle. Our audience is a podcasting audience, and why are we videoing it? I don't even know if there will be anything worthwhile to video. It's going to be a. It's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, $1,500 well spent. <laughs> November, we're going to Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we're just we were and that, very the name of that today. show is Kent and the Op get mugged. <laughs> they play a game on on my video recorder at the end, which is they play whose head goes with which body. <laughs> it's gonna be great. We end up on World Star Hip Hop, <laughs> CrazyShit.com, or Ogrish. It's gonna be fun. Uh, we're launching. Yesterday, we were supposed to launch a new podcast called Tether's Podcast on 1159 Media. We're, we're incubating it on... I like how you're announcing launch times in past tense. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> we're launching it yesterday. 
Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. Uh, but we do have a cool theme song for it, and it will be on Patreon here shortly. Uh, it's going to be on Patreon, and we'll be releasing it. Uh, it's a bi-weekly podcast, so we'll be releasing the first three episodes of it all at the same time on the free feed, wherever you listen to podcasts, followed the next week by the fourth episode, and then every two weeks after that, uh, Chase Ellerman, who is the wizard behind this one, is a wicked writer, and I'm really he excited is. about it. Yeah, he absolutely is. It's been it's been fun listening to these episodes, and um, I'm excited for the world to know about him. And uh, so he's he's coming to Patreon. We're going to dump them all on Patreon. Everybody can binge all of the episodes of Tether's podcast here for the next couple weeks, and then we'll start leaking them out in semi bingeable format. Ah, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, and also. And- Come to Patreon, join us at 1159 Media, and we're doing a daily show now. Yes. Monday through Friday, every day. Every between, day. We haven't missed an hour a day. and two hours. That's almost 10 hours of content every week. Every week. So if you multiply that by how many weeks there are in a month, that's 40 extra hours of content. So if you are a truck driver or someone with a menial job and you need more stuff in your earballs, or you know a truck driver or someone with a menial job who needs more podcasts in their earballs, have them check out 1159 Media on Patreon.com. And uh, we even have, oh, here's a new announcement. This is a new one. We have a new tier on Patreon. End. It's $2. We have a $2 <clears throat> tier. We do, yeah. If you it's got sampler, $2. Sampler this, platter. The sampler. Uh, you know when you go to a restaurant and they have the appetizer menus? Yeah. And they've got like, you can get onion rings and you can get mozzarella sticks or you can get hot wings. Or... Or you're like or, you're looking at that like although all those appetizers sound so good I'll get the sampler right and it's like you're not going to get full on the amount of onion rings that you get on that platter it's just going to be enough to make you wish that you had ordered the onion rings or that you had ordered the mozzarella sticks <laughs> right and that's what this is it's like you're going to get some of the daily shows you're going to get some of the early releases of TCK you're going to get some of the the blibber blabber of nine one one calls the stuff yeah. that gets cut out yep and you're not going to get a lot of it. Well, we've prepackaged some things. We've prepackaged the first five episodes of Extraterrestrials are on there. Uh, you also get a select best of of uncut nine one one calls podcast with the operator. A select best of of nine one one calls plus plus plus, and then every month you get two episodes of Extraterrestrials, two episodes of nine one one calls uncut. And so we're just sampling it. Also, the the cover art for that podcast, that tier, is Hansel and Gretel going down the path, eating the eating the. Man, candy I think going. that's the whole reason you made the tier because you liked the cover art. <laughs> it was true. I thought, hey, this is kind of a fun way to get people snagged into our Patreon. We're the witch in the house. If you didn't know the analogy, we're the witch in the house. You're just gonna eat it until you come to our house. They get gonna... the analogy. All right. Hugs, everybody. Bah. Well, you did it again. You made it to the end. And so did we. Barely. Anyway, we're just so grateful that you're here and have put us in your earballs once again. We're grateful that we get to talk to you on a daily basis. We're just overwhelmed with the messages and the voicemails that we receive from people. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, you can go to 1159media.com and go to our contact page 
and just click a button on whatever device you're on and it'll use your microphone and you can leave us a voicemail. You don't even have to call us. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the IRS. We'll still take your money. <laughs> just kidding. Speaking of money, though, if you like what you hear on this podcast or other podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can get more and you can help us to pay the bills. This is literally how I pay Canton because he's contractually obligated to be here. But the other part that I don't like to talk about is that I'm contractually obligated to pay him. So I love what we do and I think Kent likes what he does. But if you want to help support us, you can always go to patreon.com forward slash 1159 media and check out our other shows. We're launching a show today called tethers podcast i'm very excited about it if you're like oh no i don't need more operator in my life don't worry i'm not on it neither is kent this is one of our new forays into finding excellent creators out there and giving them an opportunity to get in front of our audience and put their stuff in your earballs so if you feel like your earballs are big enough to handle that kind of new and exciting experience check them out also on Patreon, we've started a daily show. We do a daily show. We just did episode 22 today, and we started it back in August. So that tells you how long we've been doing it and how consistent we are with doing it. We do it Monday through Friday, five days a week. We take the weekends off to forgive and forget and to ask for repentance for everything that we did ham-fistedly on our daily shows the week prior just to turn around and do it all again. So we are... Full steam ahead, I would say. Got more coming up, even newer shows than the newest show that's dropping today. We've got other ones coming in the near future. We're super excited, and we're so glad that you're along for the ride. Check us out on Patreon, like I said. Check us out on Facebook. We're all over the place. We're also on Insta, if you want to check us out on Insta. But even if this is the only place that you catch us, we're just glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. So much hugs to you.